Hello, my everyday heroes. This is Bert. And this is the second part in the two-part series of my interview with Jill Mongeen, dietitian for professional travelers like pilots, flight attendants, and road warriors of any and all kinds, especially those of us who are feeling road-weary, beat up, and worn out and can't figure out why. In this part, you'll learn how to properly combine food to get and stay healthy, what kind of protein sources you need for strength and endurance, how working out too much can put more stress on your body than if you didn't work out at all, the damaging effect that inflammation can have on your body, how to measure that inflammation, to hype around gluten-free and what to do about it, and extremely important information for those of us who are borderline diabetic and might not even know it. And, well, just listen to it for the rest of the good stuff you need to know. This part is especially powerful since Jill's husband has literally been brought back to good health by exactly what you'll hear in this interview. Her husband, Joe, is the American Airlines captain who was flying on 9-11 and whose podcast is number two on my page at buzzsprout.com slash 955-717. This interview starts where the first one left off, so make sure, again, you have pencil and paper handy to take notes, since this is information you as a professional traveler or even as someone who feels beaten down by what's happening in the world need to know to stay healthy and even restore your health. If you get a chance, please subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast platform. That helps to rank my podcast and attract attention. So stay well because good health is your best defense against just about everything. See you on the outside. Bert. Hey, Everyday Heroes. I'm Bert Botta. Do you know what every man wants? If you can't come up immediately with the answer to that question, then pay close attention to my Everyday Heroes podcast series for golfs. That means guys over 50. And if you're not a guy over 50, or even if you're a gal, don't worry. There's going to be some very cool stuff here for both men and women. I've discovered answers to the kind of questions that every man has. And now I'm ready to help you put those answers to work in your life through these podcasts. If you take in what I have to share, it very well could change your life and help you do more than just push back the aging process. And my podcasts are mostly about aviation everyday heroes, but they're going to be a mix of women and men heroes just like you. So let's jump into this and see if what we talk about here helps bring out your own everyday hero. So Joe, we left off the last interview with you starting to talk about uh, food sources for protein from plant-based foods. Could you say a little bit more about that? For plant-based would be legumes. Um, Nuts and seeds have protein, rice, quinoa, pasta. The thing is, is that a lot of times with um, plant-based proteins, you have to eat quite a bit more. So 20 grams of protein in a plant-based, if you were eating a bean, like a black bean, might be two or two and a half cups of beans. And I can't imagine anyone sitting down to a bowl of beans that big, honestly. So (laughs) how you're going to survive that, I just don't know. (laughs) Blast your way through the rest of the evening. See you in a few hours. Um, So what you want to do when you're plant-based is you want to add different food groups. So you might, if you're, if you're trying to get closer to a 40 gram protein plant-based meal, you might say, okay, I'm going to have a cup of beans and a cup of spinach, and I'm going to sprinkle it with some 
sunflower seeds. And then that way you've, you know, you're very close to your 40 grams of protein mm-hmm. and it still, still has all the great nutrients, but might not be, you know, quite as big and dense as that two and a half cups of beans that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So doing that, um, carbohydrates, Usually plant sources, you know, carbohydrates also come in simple sugars. Those are the things you want to kind of moderate in your diet. I'm a dietitian that always says, have everything, have the piece of cake, have the ice cream, the candy bar, but just in moderation, you know, give yourself a treat every single day. But when you're thinking about carbohydrates, you want to have fiber filled carbohydrates. So fruits and vegetables, beans, whole grains. And then when we're talking about fiber, I always like to mention men need 35 grams of fiber a day and women need 25 grams a day. And that's just the bare minimum. I got another question for you. As far as pasta, when I eat pasta, I love pasta. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I eat it, though, I have a tendency to become uh, somewhat diabetic uh, how should I say? Not diabetic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm borderline diabetic if I don't watch it because I I could probably lose about ten or fifteen pounds. Mm-hmm. But when I eat the pasta, I can feel something going on in me. Is that normal, or is that stay away from pasta? I guess, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't stay away from it. Just um, watch your portion sizes. Yeah. So, yeah. So my family is Italian, and my brother basically eats pasta for every single meal but i mean he can sit down to three cups every single meal it has a hypoglycemic effect yeah um, make you really tired and bloated and just kind of icky feeling but if you pair it you know pair it with a protein so maybe you do pasta with you know maybe some nuts or seeds and then maybe some beans on top or some tofu i would always try to add other food groups to it because then that will slow the breakdown. What happens when you eat pasta is it's basically like a simple sugar. If you're not eating whole wheat pasta and it just goes straight into the blood system, like a rocket. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to figure out how to slow it down. So like adding some fiber. So, you know, maybe you have a, some spaghetti with a side of broccoli and some cheese, you know, that would be an option. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. Yep. And then just, you know, remember your hands are your best tools for measurement. So like one cup is about the size of your fist, you know, two cups is two fists. So just no serving sizes and no, you know, for pasta, two cups is, is probably about the limit. Anything more is just going to tank you for the rest of the day. Yeah. So your fat sources also, they want to come mostly from plants. So thinking about your oils, avocado oil, olive oil. Um, your natural sources, uh, a half of an avocado in its natural state has 13 grams of fiber in it. So you're already almost halfway there for your fiber goal for the day. Um, people always forget about nuts. So any type of nuts are great. Cashews, almonds, walnuts, um, pumpkin seeds, anything like a handful of nuts will keep you full for a very long time and they have great, wonderful health benefits. Peanuts are okay. They're kind of fatty, right? Mm-hmm. 
No, peanuts are great. Yeah. I mean, it's a plant source. Peanut is really considered a bean, but it's a plant source. It's a great, great nutritional benefit to it. Absolutely. So I've been talking a lot about inflammation. Um, You want to think about where inflammation comes from. So number one, dietary habits. You know, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, you're going to get inflammation. Um, Lifestyle habits, sometimes like stressful situations. How you recover when you exercise. You know, I also coach athletes. So thinking about my athletes that decide they're going to go for a five mile run and then they're not going to eat anything or drink anything afterwards, they're going to have additional inflammation. I talked to someone last week that said she ran, she ran something like a 5k, which is three miles every hour for 24 hours. And then she asked me why her knees hurt the next day. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Really? Okay. (laughs) So yeah, watch exercise is wonderful, but again, in moderation and then sleep, you know, I am not a heavy sleeper at all. Sometimes I'm lucky if I get four hours and I I just can't rest. So, you know, when you look at my inflammation numbers that they're probably a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. Um, When you say inflammation numbers, what are you talking about? Yes. I actually was going to say that too. So when you're looking at inflammation numbers, you want to look at your lab report for C-reactive protein or CRP. That number is measured in very, very small numbers. Um, The lowest number that you want it to be is 0.1. Anything higher than that, you have inflammation within your body. And my story about that is... My dad, for probably 10 years, would go to the doctor and had an inflammation, the CRP, C-reactive protein, was 10,000. 10,000. I don't know how he lived for that 10 years. He was stressed to the max. He He was working at General Motors, very stressful time. He was managing warranty, very stressful subject. Um, He was traveling all the time. Luckily, he was forced into retirement. And within a year or two, I looked at his lab reports and it was again, 0.1 after that. But we were just like every day hoping he, you know, please let him hold on. We had no idea why that number was so high. Is that again, is that in blood test? Yeah. Yep. So you look for C-reactive protein. Mm -hmm. Well, now let's talk about the guts. So you know that your your gut is one of the biggest sources that controls your mental status and your overall immune health. There are about 10,000 different little creatures living in your intestines. You definitely want those creatures in your intestines. So think about reasons why you might not have enough gut bacteria. 10,000 or 10 trillion? Oh, 10 trillion. Yeah. 10 trillion. 10 trillion. I was yeah. thinking about my dad. I was still thinking about my dad's reactive protein there. 10 trillion. Yeah, 10 trillion bugs. You want to have gut bugs because they, they actually eat all the fiber from your fruits and vegetables. So if you're a really good fruit and vegetable eater, all those bugs are nice and healthy and happy and thriving. Um, But if you're not, if you're living on processed foods, then most of those bugs have died off. 
another reason why bugs die off is antibiotics. So, you know, like if you're on a prednisone or amoxicillin or, you know, you had a cold recently and took some medication, they tend to die off over time. Easy way to get them back is just start feeding them. You know, just put some fruits and vegetables into your diet. The bugs will just start multiplying and come back. So you can correct, like I had some pretty heavy duty antibiotics you know, a few years ago. And so you can actually replace those, rebuild yourself through uh, good food. Yeah, from food. So I'm going to show you how. Um, so your prebiotics are the actual food that the bugs eat. So bananas, chicory root, garlic, onions, wheat, as long as you're not allergic to it, asparagus, dandelions, garlic. These are the big, big sources. But, you know, they'll, they'll eat just about anything, celery, carrots, apples. Um, the more you put in, the more they multiply. And then the other thing is that you always want to be having some type of bacteria, like you want to be adding bacteria to your diet. So thinking about, you know, if you're a yogurt eater, if you're not a yogurt eater, then maybe pickles or kimchi or sauerkraut, any type of fermented foods help to replace that gut bacteria. There's also, I should probably address too. So a lot of people talk about, well, what could I just take a probiotic? You definitely could. I do have a lot of clients that take probiotics. You just want to make sure that you're getting a live source. Um, typically you want to have something that stays in your refrigerator because then you know that that source, you know, it's usually a pill or a liquid. Um, I just don't know the integrity for sure. I don't know that anyone knows the integrity about a probiotic pill that might sit in your bathroom cabinet. It's hard to tell whether or not that would really still be alive. We have no idea, honestly. So I always say live source stored in the refrigerator, but then you think, well, but what if I'm flying all the time? Then you're going to have to try to figure out, you know, replacing with foods, which, you know, if you're... If you're traveling to Germany, by gosh, take part in a sausage with some sauerkraut or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Eat local. <laughs> Eat local. Exactly. <sighs> and then just further thinking about your immune system. So this is kind of how you want it to be. You want it to be like, you know, like Spartans, like I'm going to kill anything I can. Um, your immune system, though, really goes into overdrive because of your the demands of your job your dehydration, your sleep factor, your travel frequency, any type of exercise if you're overtraining. And when I say overtraining, you know, we recommend 150 minutes a week or 30 minutes a day. So if you're out there, you know, running or swimming more than 30 minutes a day, you're probably overtraining. Um, heavy metal exposure, this is mostly addressed for like military people. Sometimes I'll get some military people, but also think about, I mean, I don't, I don't know the background as well as all the aviation professionals do with heavy metal exposure in the airplane. I mean, maybe you can speak to that for at all. Do you know? I know they've had some problems with air conditioning filters. 
going dirty and going bad mm -hmm. and being pumped into the into the aircraft. People get sick from that. In many cases of people getting sick from that. As far as heavy metal exposure, though, um, what would that look like, do you think, in aviation, Jill? Um, I mean, it would definitely be like someone that's getting sick all the time or having a lot of fatigue. The one thing that I thought about, and Joe brought up a good point a while back, was like the wiring in the plane, electricity, thinking about that heavy metal from the, the wiring system. It's definitely something to think about. I mean, I just want to bring awareness. Like flying is wonderful. We get to all the places we want to get to. I mean, from what I've seen, you know, from a husband that has been flying for 34 years with a wheat allergy that was undiagnosed, I'm just really, I'm kind of amazed. And I'm, I'm honestly very grateful and thankful that I came into his life. That's a lot of people that are wheat allergic to wheat and don't, don't know it, right? And it shows yeah. up in different kinds of uh, diseases or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't, like they, um, you know, they might have loose loose bowel movements or they might say, well, I have irritable bowel syndrome. You know, every so often when I go to the bathroom, it floats or it comes out runny or, and they just don't want to take the time to get diagnosed. And you know, I know a lot about um, the crops now, and they are modifying wheat. And there is a lot of cross-contamination from other farmers doing other things that we don't know about. So, you know, the wheat source is not what it was when we were five years old. Not at mm -hmm. all. Yeah. You just have to be really careful about it. I'm always also very leery about people that have gone gluten-free just for the sense of going gluten-free because at this point in time, all of the gluten-free products that are on the market are not fortified. Mm -hmm. so, you, so you think about a young flight attendant or pilot that is in childbearing years that is not taking in gluten on a daily basis, is not getting riboflavin, um, folic acid, and then they're going to go and maybe have a baby in a few years. So are you going to see developmental issues? Are you going to see cleft palate? You know, there's all of that stuff that is linked to those vitamins. So I try to also really, I don't really get very many young people in my practice at all. So that you're doing gluten-free, you're missing those kinds of, um, are they vitamins or are they minerals or? Yeah, they're um, B vitamins. Yeah, yep. no kidding. I didn't realize that. Nope. Yeah, it came upon um, three years ago. I went to a conference and there was a person from the Veterans Affair office and she did a study on gluten-free products. And I was like, mind-blowing. Because I had already thought of it because, you know, Joe is already on gluten-free products. And I always look at the back of the labels and read and I'm like, they don't have the same thing. And I was like, finally, somebody's brought the attention. So you'll start seeing that in the press now. Like you yeah. gotta have notification. As soon as you start messing with natural stuff, you know, and eliminating stuff that that shows up in nature, you're looking yeah. for trouble, I think. I know. Yeah. We are making all kinds of great things. So steel cut oat loaf with um strawberries strawberry 
on a syrup and then we're doing salad in a jar as we do a lot of different varieties of salad in a jar. So think about that. And when my pilot used to go to work all the time, I did, I, I'd send him with a canning jar for a salad for his first meal. And that way I was assured. I was like, at least I know he's eating healthy on that very first meal, whatever he does on the road. Good luck. Um, there, we're also making uh, tofu sheet pan dinner. And that's where, you know, I still do have some folks that are plant-based that still eat meat. So I would swap out the tofu for a chicken or maybe a fish product instead. And then here's just my credentials. Um, you can follow me on Instagram as the aviation dietitian. If you want to learn more about me, look at my webpage, True Course Nutrition, and then my email address if you want to email me at all. I always do 30-minute consults. So if you just even have some burning questions you want to pass along to a professional and find out the answers to, my website is really easy. You just go and click, and you get a 30-minute you know, appointment free. This is cool. I think you're, you're one of my everyday heroes. I love what I do. You know, the, the people that come to me, I'm just so blessed. I get to change their lives. I'm kind of a dork with numbers because I still like to use my accounting degree. That that's where I have the most fun is when the diabetics come to me. Um, I love to put their numbers into spreadsheets and it probably freaks them out. But yeah, so I do this huge behind the scenes data analysis and so this is my person um, that started with me just a week ago. When he came to me, you can see he was eating, he was only eating 40 carbohydrates a day. How on earth he was still alive, I don't know. Mm. His blood sugar was at 172. And so this was last night. He was at 88 and wow. he was eating mm, about 66 carbohydrates. So that's per meal. That's per yeah. meal. Um, but yeah, within six days, I got them all the way, all the way down. It's that's awesome. great. That's great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research your two questions. I'm going to send you some stuff about Tower Garden. I'm going to research Prostrate and see what I can find. Okay. Listen, thank you and say hello to Joe for me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it, Everyday Heroes. This is information specifically tailored to travelers by a professional dietitian whose husband is a professional road warrior and has had his health restored by the information you received in this podcast. You can contact Jill for a free 30-minute evaluation at www.truecoursenutrition.com or on her Facebook page at facebook.com slash jill.mongene, M-O-N-G-E-N-E dot 14. Thanks, and we'll see you on the road.